All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast, The Starving Brain. It's a, it's a Wednesday, Whopper Wednesday. Don't be too hungry. You got anything to say, Harpreet? I'm good. I'm not hungry. <laughs> not Just hungry? came from the gym as okay. usual. You know the drill. Very good, very good. So um, we got our friend over here, Sharthi. Uh, we were having a discussion about, he just actually came back from New York um, and uh, we were having a discussion about what he was doing for schooling and then one thing that to the other and we're like, you know what, we're going to get you on a podcast to explain what, what this is and how you got into this and how in the world are you going to, you know, uh, apply this to a job. So yeah, he's actually going to explain a little bit more about what he does rather than me because I could never be a person in this field because I can't even add one plus one sometimes. So anyway, Sarthi, welcome to the podcast. Thank Introduce you yourself a bit. Uh, my name is uh, Sarthi Shaw. Um, I'm from here, Toronto, Canada. I did my, um, so <clears throat> education-wise, I studied at McMaster first, where I did my undergrad in engineering. Um, I specialized in engineering physics there. Wait, and wait, then, well, engineering physics? Yeah. All right, I'm, okay. That sounds like so it's beyond listen, your head. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. No, no, that's not beyond my head. I understand that part. What I, what I want to is break it down and simplify in a quick one minute kind of thing, what engineering physics really is. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's still, in itself, it's a pretty broad topic. So there's a couple of different things that, that you can do within engineering physics. So essentially, it's like applied physics. So you, um, what I studied was photonics. So it's essentially the study of light and what the, the applications of that, mm. of, of that are. Um, and then the other, I guess, little um, fields that you can go to into within that would be um, nuclear, which is a part of applied physics. So obviously, like everybody mm-hmm. knows what nuclear is. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, I know nuclear bombs. <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar. Same science. Um, and then there's uh, like microelectromechanical systems. Okay. So, that's so like, then after after um, schooling here, you decided to pursue what in the States? Because yeah, you just got yeah. back from that right now? Yeah. So I did my master's at the State University of New York. And um, I did that in math. So applied mathematics. Wait, wait, wait. You got your master's in applied mathematics? Yeah. Okay, I gotta break that down. <laughs> pretty intense. Yeah, pretty yeah, intense. Break that down for me. Just so what guy that means in a simple term. Yeah, so, I mean, well, mathematics is just, like, my, my degree in applied mathematics, I specialized in quantitative finance. So it's just applying mathematics to um, public markets. So okay. what I, what my, the, the end goal is to, is to work with public markets. So, like, the stock market. And okay. Okay, so essentially you're applying your mathematics skill to the real world by applying it to financial aspects. Yeah. So, okay. So, so what type of jobs would you be trying to achieve from that type of uh, field of yeah. study? Yeah, so there's a couple of different routes you can go. So my preferred route would be asset management. So that's like a, mm-hmm. like a hedge fund or some sort of money management. Okay. Um, so that's the, that's the preferred route that I would go. So there's... Okay. Uh, so so okay what made you get into this yeah and what like what do you find interesting about it yeah um it's because it, we found it so interesting that you went and chose this type of path and i mean you know you hear the the regular stuff and there's stuff that you understand this seems something that like it's a little beyond like yeah. what we always hear like you know growing up and going to school like okay you know what i want to go to life sciences or i want to do you know just engineering which is typically the answer that most people say when you talk about going to university. So how did yeah. you, what made you pursue this specific path and, and, and give us a little light on that? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, obviously I said, I started in um, engineering, like most uh, 
Indian kids do. Exactly. Um, so your program was full of Indians only? or It was a lot of Indians. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Man. Well, to give some guys. context, Sarthi is a little younger uh, than us. And uh, um, he went off to McMaster, which I know, I believe you lived on residence, Yeah, he right? said that. He said yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then versus like where you and I went to York. Bar Paul, right? And kind of we, well, no, I, I, well, well you actually I'll, went to, I went, I started Guelph. off, I started off at uh, Guelph Humber in civil engineering. Um, how did that it, go, buddy? Well, I, I went there for a year, it was okay, I could do it, but I hated it. So then I transferred, uh, well, I had a conversation with my dad. And oh, then, the uh, boss, the boss, and I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm not really happy doing this, so what do you want to do? And he's like, yeah, yeah what do you, you want? You asked him what yeah. you want to do pertaining yeah. to your education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, you're young. Very right? typical, typical, very typical. He's like, no, what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh, yeah, Good answer. Good I want to do sort of something that I like. He's like, what do you like? I'm like, I love the environment. I love, like, animals, and I love just nature. Aren't Aren't no so problem. Sweet? <laughs> and then I ended up in a predominantly white uh, program called environmental science at York University. Yes. While all my other friends like Harper here, yeah, boom, 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 kinesiology, <laughs> <laughs> studying body parts, right? Yeah. So uh, then from there, I uh, I felt like yeah. our like we'll go back to Sarthi in a second. Like I know ours was predominantly like a commuter school. So to give some context yeah. for those of you who don't know too much about York, um, essentially, yeah, we'd go to school and come home. So that obviously it did give us kind of more time to study. I feel. Yeah, but like it was a little different than let's say like Sarthi's experience, for example, like mm-hmm. staying on campus and doing your laundry and all that no, other but wait, scary what stuff. Gen, what gen are we? So we're ninety three. We're, so we're born in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So what gen would we be? We are still millennials. Yeah, and then Sarthi would be still. I think Sarthi is still a millennial. As yeah, well, but you're okay. on the back end. You're of the on the back end, right? right? Okay. Yeah. What year are you born in Sarthi? Ninety six. Ninety six. So three years. Three years. Yeah. So you're yeah. you're like kind of at the edge. Yeah, of yeah but yeah. similar similar interests, yeah. similar stuff, right? It's not that much of It's just a bit younger, right? Yeah, but York was also so accessible to. Us as a commuter school too, right? So, a hundred percent. And then you you were in kinesiology, right? Yeah. So I, I was a pretty studious uh, high school kid. I kind of wanted to, I, my grades were top notch, so I I actually wanted to go over uh, to Western and do there. There's a special program there. I don't know if it's still around. It's called the BMSC. It was like a Bachelor's of Medical Science, if I believe that's what it stands for. And my plan was to go through that so I could get a leg up. I guess applying to medical schools. I actually, I think it was one or two days before the deadline of university applications being due in grade 12. Um, I, I was thinking about it and I said, you know what, I'm going to waste all this time doing laundry, cooking. And uh, that was one. Number two, I know Western at the time had, uh, I think it still does have a little bit of a party reputation. Yeah. Um, and although that sounded like fun, but the reality of it was like, you know, I used to volunteer on the, at the hospital and stuff and I was talking to doctors and other volunteers there that were in their later parts of their studies and stuff. And I, I knew it wasn't going to be a, a walk in the park or a joke. So my, my strategy with going and changing up to York University was that I would have more time at home because my mom, you know, mm-hmm. being typical mom, would handle the cooking and laundry mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And all my real job was just to make sure I got on class on time. And you can shoot paintballs. And I can shoot paintballs <laughs> and like have a little bit of fun but not get too involved in the party, yeah. drinking, getting hammered lifestyle yeah. of Western. So me, my, I'd have no regrets in that because like the first one, two years, I know we'll get into myself a little bit later, but, uh, my grades were top notch. It was really good. The strategy worked. And like I said, it was 48 hours before the deadline that I, yeah. I said, I'm going to apply to York. I ended up getting in obviously because the grades were top notch for York yeah. standard. Uh, I got into the Western program too. So it was a little heartbreaking, but I went and I did yeah. that. But going back to Sarthi, that was a little different because 
Uh, you went like the living on res life. So yep. tell us a little bit about that. Cause I'm sure some of our listeners are a little curious to know kind of what res life is like. And you know, this little fan like not fantasy, I guess it's a little superstition I had in my head or this belief about this party stuff. Tell us about that. Cause being a Mac, I know you went to McMaster. Mac has a little bit of a party reputation too. No, I mean, you know, you can, you can get into it. Here Depending on the program. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, mean, also, I don't know about yeah, engineers. I, don't know engineers, engineers, I know, right? Yeah. I know. I, I've heard it. I got a couple friends that are engineers, man. They yeah, party hard. Yeah, you know? engineers drink. I yeah, you guys yeah, drink, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. I hear I, engineers drink. I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no. For 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 me, I, I went to um, uh, post grad at Ryerson. Oh, I think it's called Toronto Metropolitan. Toronto yeah. Metropolitan University. University yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know what some racist stuff happened. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did my urban planning, uh, did degree uh, as my post grad, then I kind of for, uh, moved forward in career from there. But it was always just kind of finding what I wanted, and then uh, going forward from that and seeing what I could apply as a job. Uh, so yeah, if you're scared to tell your parents about something that you initially want to do that might not be, you know. A big successful career right away. It's not the worst thing ever. It really teaches you as a person, yeah, right? I mean, so like, I feel like when you're when you're that young and you're deciding what to do with your life, it's it's kind of impossible at that mm-hmm. point, man. It's like, difficult. It's, it's really difficult. There's no way an 18 year old knows what they want to do with the rest 100%, of their life, right? Hundred like, percent. I mean, I went into civil engineering because my dad was civil engineer, yeah. and <laughs> I hated it. Right, yeah, first enough. year I could do it. I I could do everything yeah. mathematically. It's not like you know uh, yeah. I'm dumbfounded or something, but it's just I sat Are there. You sure about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> questioning you know like what am i gonna do this with this for the rest of my life yeah. right so um and now we got this guy who's gonna go to uh you know uh become a doctor over here smoking shisha and ruining his lungs it's okay <laughs> yeah so I, yeah so long story short i ended up changing career paths i got into like the real estate business specifically like mortgage financing and uh private lending these kinds of things into my second year of university uh, no regrets. I realized I didn't want to do the medical school thing. My personal reasons were just it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people actually don't realize that. I know a lot of yeah. predominantly South Asian people such as ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the doctor thing is really pushed uh, on them. But a lot of people, what they don't realize is the amount of time, hard work, and money that it takes yeah. to actually get there. My yes. grades were top-notch. Mm-hmm. I could have very... You know me my whole mm-hmm. life. You know my grades are top-notch. Um, you know, I could have very... I think I would have probably got in here, but when you like actually sit and do the math, it was like a $400,000 investment. $400,000 plus like eight years of my life to get a decent residency spot. Like I wasn't going to just do a family, like no offense to any, I got clients now that are doctors, you know what I mean? So I see all different ends of it. I wasn't going to do it just to be like, you know, a family practitioner. I wanted to do, my specific was I I wanted to do plastics. And then as I looked into it, I think there's like four residency placements in all of Canada in, in a year that are for a residency. And you know, all my friends and family, like all you guys are here in the GTA. I didn't, I couldn't imagine myself being away yeah, for so everybody, long. And also a lot of people don't realize that the medical field, um, it's not for everyone. It's not for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of people also don't realize that becoming something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to bring you happiness. Of course not. That's so, one thing I learned for sure. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I think that the one major thing with kids going into university colleges, um, personally, I would always say, follow the line of work. You'd be happy with. Of course. Yeah. So if you uh, become 100%. a doctor, you know, uh, that, that necessarily might, might not be the stress level you can handle like You're young. You don't know that you're following, you know, sometimes people tell you, Hey, this, but if you actually want to pursue it because you're uh, doing that as a, a career that you 
have dreamt about and, and, and really want to do, sure, no problem. But if you're just doing it aspect of money only, gotta reevaluate because- 100%, because when just, times get tough, yeah. those are the first guys to jump ship. Yeah. Right, and careers like this, like engineering is not a joke either, right? Exactly. Like law school, all these career mm. paths, um, it is difficult and once you actually get to the mental maturity to actually think of what is actually involved, to what it takes to get there, yeah. A lot of people do reconsider. Yeah, I reconsider. Look at look at us. We grew yeah. up with so many people that wanted to be doctors. 100%. Out of all the people who went to York University, I know one person that actually went to UBC and became a doctor. But, you know, beside the, beside the example of a doctor, even engineers and whatnot, like, let's so start yeah. back to uh, what you were saying with the, your engineering. So the people that you went, went to school with, let's say engineering, yeah. what do they really end up doing? So... At least my circle, so my like the three, four, five guys that are um, I'm still close with. You guys are all engineers. Yeah, we're all, we're, we yeah. all, we all, most so of us are Yeah, so that, that circle, like I'd say 80% of them work as engineers okay. in their fields. Um, so that's so, good to know. Success yeah. rate is high. Once you, you, even me myself, we went to a couple guys with engineers. Yeah. All of them, even, even yeah. though we're a little bit of a generation yeah. apart. You guys, are, you guys are more like. Uh, they all landed jobs. Uh, you're also a, a more tight knit community. I of know, course. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. engineering from my take, correct me if I'm wrong here, Sarathis, you just have to make it through. Well, to a certain extent. So like, I mean, you can't make it through and then like, the bridge collapses and they're going to arrest you. Well, no, I mean like when I make it, make it through, I mean in terms of just Academic. making, academically oh, yeah, okay. speaking, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. you just have to make sure that you yes. get the degree. And once that, like I, I think having a career or finding a career is somewhat easy. It depends on the field of engineering that you're okay. in. Yeah. There you go. Right? Okay. So like specifically the field of engineering that I did, so like applied physics, it's it's a little bit more difficult to find a job right after. That sounds pretty technical instead yeah. of a practical type of engineering. Yeah, so I mean it is, it's it's a, it's just a, it's a very like niche field. Mm -hmm. And so opportunities here in Canada specifically are a little bit more limited. Okay, yeah. but, but okay, so with engineering, what do you think, I know you went now into the American school system yeah. as well and then did, what, what main differences did you see from here and there in the engineering field? So like, I mean, I, both my degrees are relatively quantitative in mm -hmm. the sense that they're both based around math, mm -hmm. right? So educationally, there wasn't a lot of difference in the material because I mean, it's the same everywhere. Like math is math, is math, right? It's not gonna change depending on what school you go to. But I noticed the, the quality of education in the States was was better yeah from my, from my in my okay. in my opinion and then and i've then, heard that before okay professors are more accessible they're they care a little bit more about their students and stuff so i, I definitely found that maybe it was also because do you think the pandemic had anything to do with that because i know you wrapped that up in the middle of the pandemic i mean i had a good experience in the pandemic like it wasn't it wasn't the the fact that the like i don't think the pandemic had anything to do with the quality of education necessarily like the uh what, I don't know if it was because I was in grad school and that was different from my undergrad because I know in undergrad professors are a little bit more overwhelmed with mm -hmm. like, in the, not overwhelmed. The class the, size is huge class too, size, right? Exactly, you got like 400 right? people sitting in a lecture hall, right? right? Like, so you don't get that sort of one-on-one -on -one, um, relationship with your parent, oh, with, not parent, with your professor, sorry, yeah. um, that you do in, in grad school where you have a little bit smaller class size. Like mm -hmm. in grad school, I had classes with probably six, seven kids, Okay, right? So like the prof actually knows your name. Yeah, and you right? guys are also working on a project yeah, or yeah. Uh, things together, uh, yeah. you know, let's say an undergrad would be more so a, 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 te a teaching assistant would be teaching you, right? So I mean, there's still like the prof still there. So at least um, in my, I know for my friends in other other fields of engineering, their class sizes were a little bit bigger. And so they didn't have that sort of um, relationship. They didn't build that tight mm -hmm. relationship with their profs. My program was smaller, but the profs are also there. They, they're, um, 
they're very into their field. Like, yeah. like physics is like, they're, 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 they're all doing research yeah. stuff, right? right so right. they're hardcore. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's, I mean, that they're, they're, they're still, they're still, they're great professors yeah. and they, they know what they're talking about, but it's, um, they care more about, I feel not they care more, but their, their attention is more on their grad students than, yes. rather than their undergrad okay. students. Because yeah. they, they have, their, their grad students are, they work yeah. underneath them and they help them with their research and stuff, yeah. right? Well, essentially like, you know, the point of recording the podcast and sitting here is to, I mean, hey, listen, when you're a kid, you're going to go your way and if information doesn't land at your lap, regardless of if you might not have, you know, uh, a cousin or someone to tell you or guide you. Like a role model, a role mentor, model. a mentor, right? Yeah, it could, could be many factors, right? It just, it, you never know. Maybe they might never listen to something like this. But if someone comes along, stumbles along something like this and it helps them, I, what, are you, what are your tips for an engineer sort of uh, study background and what could you tell students? What could you tell someone going into some sort of engineering, like what to be careful about, yeah. what not to stress about, um, so, what to stress about? <laughs> so definitely, definitely another one thing in engineering is don't try to do everything yourself, mm. right? Like make sure you have like a, a group of people that you, one, you can bounce ideas off of and you can work with because if you try and do everything yourself, because so for, for, from my experience, our first year at McMaster, um, a typical course load is five, like a full course load is five courses per semester. Engineers are mandated in their first year to take six courses. So above oh, wow. a full course load. Above for and the beyond. First year. Yeah. So it, it's obviously, it's overwhelming one. So make sure you have like, you, you develop at least like a group of people that you can work but with. But that's just like real life. That's, that's a good 100%, 100%. mindset. That's like real life in all of our careers and what yeah. we do every day for work. There's, there's very few things that you do alone. Right? Yeah, but there's also very few uh, fields of work, like uh, let's say doctorate or engineering where you can't make mistakes in the real life. Correct. You understand? Like, you know, if you're in architectural or if you're in engineering in a way where you're building something, yeah, civil, engineering, uh, civil engineering, for example. massive teams on projects. Yeah, but again, no mistakes. Because right. if you, if you, if you, even if you make a mistake, somebody's got to catch that. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, or bridges will yeah, fall. Or somebody will People will get hurt. Right? There's so, a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> exactly. And as, as a doctor, you really can't make mistakes, right? There is no... I get it. There are mistakes in the field, but you have to limit those, right? So... Yeah. Um, so you're saying, yeah, so, uh, don't try to do everything by yourself and, and what else? And, and I guess like try and pick and choose your battles because it, there's so much that goes on. Like you mm. can have so many deliverables and so much, so much stuff coming at you that you have to be able to prioritize your time properly. So time okay. management, time management is yeah. like a, is a really big thing. Okay. But, and in high school, what's one misconception you had about the field or trying to get into the university where, you know, maybe you were like panicking or like, Oh my God, I'm not going to get in because of this. And then it was completely opposite. Did anything of that sort, or did you have to maintain like high grades in all subjects? So, I mean, or... I, I'm going to be honest, like high school for me, it wasn't terribly difficult. So I wasn't like intimidated. There was obviously certain programs that you need to have a high, high average to get into like a ridiculously high average. So like something above a 95, yeah. which you have to work really hard for. Yeah, that's not easy. Especially these days. Like I have, I have family and stuff that's applying to university now and I look at their grades and I'm like, like the expectations have gotten so much higher. It's me. gotten much more difficult. You much, would say much more difficult. Oh, wow. It's more competitive now. Oh wow. And, like, academically, the grades, like the, the requirements are a lot higher now than they were yeah. back when I applied. But I mean, one of the misconceptions is, I guess, the amount of work that like that you have to put in in university. That's definitely a big one. Like, 
Coming out of high school, I thought I was the smartest dude in the world. <laughs> Me too. Right? <laughs> we all had we all had that kind of ego. Sh- yeah, shining right? stars in the room. <laughs> yeah, sure, you get sure. to university, like the first week, you're just one of like 400 kids in the class. What the hell happened right. here, right? <laughs> you you go like a, your student number went from like a four digit number or a five digit number seven. to like a seven eight digit student yeah. number. What the hell happened yeah, here? Yeah. I and, mean, everybody is yeah. very very competitive. Very competitive. Like, it's yeah. like especially when you go into a field like that. Like every like everybody's smart. Everybody has their head on their shoulders and they know what they want right mm-hmm. not yeah. that they don't like they're 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 there mentally like they're yeah they're yeah. intelligent they're clocked in. yeah they're clocked but in. you know one thing i also found now like uh is that i go back and you know connect with people and certain people i went to undergrad with and postgrad but mostly undergrad and a lot of them ended up choosing to go to college to do physical like uh kind of uh trades in, uh, trade, trades work not stuff. trades more hands-on type of thing yeah so even in like the environmental field like environmental auditing or like uh something to do with like women's or something to do with safety right. uh handling of uh hazardous materials and they they have good jobs and and they chose those career paths because they found the fundamentals of what they wanted to do and then really just found their niche right yeah, yeah. so for a young child or somebody just kind of leaving high school you don't necessarily need to go to university to become something exactly that from a degree Correct. you can use a degree and then uh, that that you know education that experience and turn it into something. I think that would be way better because if you think about it, not everybody uses a university degree. Yep. Right? And that degree just is supposed to lend you pathways to connect and, and go further. Well, it's not even that. Like, I'll give you a common challenge that I face sometimes. Well, at least in the beginning part of my career now, I'm, I'm 10 years in the business now about it. When I was new in the business, one of the common questions that people would ask me is like, okay, because all my business card it says in brackets, those three letters with the honors degree it's written in. It's B, I have a bachelor's of science, right? With honors. So how does that really relate to the business world? So what I give university, like my take on schooling, like specifically like post-secondary is a little different. I think like in, in my particular context, context, it gave me logic, you know, like how to reason and take A plus B equals C, how to work in teams, mm-hmm. right? How to communicate, how to get along with people. These kinds of things, I feel write like. Write emails. <laughs> how to, how to enunciate. Properly formulate how to Properly formulate and make sure you get your point across. <laughs> These kinds of things school will help you with, right? But in terms of like, you know, where, what does Man- Y, Y equals MX plus no, email even, me with doesn't really, you know, I no, get it, right? even managing money. Yeah. Or even, yeah. uh, even the basic fundamental living uh, a financial, uh, you know, uh, scope of like figuring out, hey, uh, taxes or this is never really tough. That's never yeah, tough. That's like, never I, tough. I talk about mortgages yeah. every day. What in university did I learn that taught me about what mortgages and real estate That's are? What I'm saying. Nothing, 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 right? Yeah. I had to learn that on my own. And, and, and there's so many things that I, uh, people aren't taught uh, in high school, right? Yeah, that are fundamental. But school like lays lays the foundation because of the foundation that was laid and like how I had trained my brain to think. I was able to grasp a different topic and learn about it pretty quickly but because I, my brain is taught how to f- learn things. Yeah, I think that's that's that happened in university, not in high school. Yeah, yeah, because in high school it's different, man. You know what I mean? But university, it's like you get a reality check when you walk in. I remember the feeling, like the first two weeks mm-hmm. of university, I was such in shock that I would go back to the high school to say I was buddies with all the teachers, right? I'd go back and like say hello and just to get a little bit of glimpse of like how life was back there, right? Yeah. Because it's a, it's it's a big it's a change. change. Yeah. It's a change. Right? But I, I believe that that is the time to grow. 
Hundred percent. Yeah, because high school you're cooped up in this environment that yeah, you're, you're like this little la la land, right? Yeah, there it's like in university, it's a competitive space. Exactly, and then now that's what kind of propels you towards a career, propels you towards whatever you want to do after, right? Sometimes it, people use it to you know uh, gather information about a certain topic and then use that for something completely different. Yeah. So yeah. So so now you're uh, now you're looking to go into like the financial field. Yeah. As you said, right, and um, obviously, you know the timing right now with that. Uh, it's okay. It's you, it, you know. Listen, it, no matter what, man, things work out. Things will always 100%. work out. It's just how I know you just got positive back mindset. Whatnot. Keep your head yeah. up. And keep but going, the right? fact is that you know having a, a master's in like math. It's man, pretty intense. I, right? I used to have like this teacher in uh, grade nine called Miss Singh, and like that just comes to my mind when you talk, <laughs> <laughs> talk about math. <laughs> but you also like. So if you explain, like, I know you were talking to me a bit earlier about this. Um, explain some of the challenges because I know um, you were out doing your master's by yourself in a completely different place, which was New York, yeah. Long Island. Yeah. You know, we're all here in the Toronto area. Uh, you know, we've known each other for many years. We, we you know, Fridays we hang out, Saturdays mm-hmm. we hang out, whatever. And now you have to essentially pack your bags and, you know, leave. I know you're a very family driven person as well. Yeah. You know, leave your parents, leave your brother behind and pack your bags and end up in this 550 square foot probably dorm room all by yourself and try to get an education right and that too yeah. not even an easy education that being like a master's yeah. program so explain so some of the challenges challenges and how you went about in the city uh what were any things to do there that kept you kind of yeah. um you know away from being too stressed yeah yeah for sure and not so, having any friends there right and figuring all that out right yeah so so um yeah so like you said i moved out to uh to long island new york um, which is about where I lived was about 40, 45 minutes out of New York city. Um, in like Long Manhattan, Island. you mean? Yeah. About, yeah. Manhattan, Queens area. Okay. Gotcha. So that's where, so first of all, it was like a, a huge culture shock coming from a <laughs> metropolitan. Like I, I grew up just outside the city, um, in, in Etobicoke. So coming from somewhere that's like relatively multicultural and like, like I'm, I'm, I'm used to seeing people everywhere all the time. Most of like mostly yeah. everywhere I go to Long Island, New York, which is... Probably more like a bedroom community, right? Yeah, it's like the typical American white picket fence type of area. Right? Gotcha, gotcha. Right? So it's uh, it's a little bit more spread out. Like, mm-hmm. like everything is everything's a little bit bigger. Like, you, you, you go out there and the homes are bigger. The homes are bigger. The, like, the... the the area is bigger. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely, everything's more spread out. Like there was no here in Toronto. I could walk anywhere. I can get on the TTC to go somewhere. Right. In Long Island. I drove down there. I had my, I got, if I didn't have oh, a yeah, car. Oh yeah, you drove down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't have a car out there, I would have wouldn't, wouldn't survived, um, right? You, Your Uber bill would have been deep. <laughs> so, so in terms of, what about funding though? Like for the, the journey fund that you saw, was there any programs in place that could help? You know how like we have OSAP here for undergrad? Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people these days I know do venture off into the States, right? Yeah. So I mean, is there like, anything available like that could help uh, somebody that to maybe pay for tuition there? Yeah, I mean, there's still government programs. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you can still get OSAP for, for postgraduate education. Okay. So that's still an option. And yeah. Then there's like, and then no, I, 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 I knew there was postgraduate options for OSAP, but I mean like when you go to the States, yeah. uh, is there any special programs in place? for that or is there anything special for canadians or anything you're aware nah, no oh. you get treated as an international student oh, oh international yeah because okay. you're, you're from another country yeah. Yeah. so luckily the um, state the state it's a state school so it's not the same um fee structure as like a private school in the states got you which is which is which is nice um but out there like just day-to-day life was completely different because i've been so used to living at home mm-hmm. with my parents um after i finished at obviously i lived at mac 
but it was like my parents would come and drop food yeah, type yeah, of thing. Like, you know, I wasn't too far. I was yeah. 40 minutes from home. Like, Back and forth. You still had some it's sense not, of yeah, family yeah, and yeah, friends, yeah. right? It's like it's living, it's living by yourself, but not really by yourself. Just like some I'm, new geographical with, area. Yeah, man, I'm like with yeah. all my friends and stuff. Like, yeah. it's not really like I'm alone or anything. Yeah. So what are some tactics you use to kind of, you know, make sure you stayed sane? So, <laughs> like, I'm... Me, myself, I'm I'm okay being by myself. Like, I'm not like a... I'm not like a super 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 social person like you know that like, yeah, yeah yeah i don't come out all the time and stuff but i mean it did get to me like even being out there that that did get to me a little bit where i'm like damn mm. like I'm it's myself. quiet it's quiet <laughs> it's quiet and so like another thing the first semester of my school was pretty much online because when i moved out there the covid was still like a thing the covid the covid was still a thing and 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 they they said the classes would be online for the first semester Oh, so wow. I, so you were just there online. I was just there online. Until <laughs> now you're like really doing that. They're, they're, like, they're, now you're really cooped up. Which was, you know? a, which was a little weird because they're like, uh, they're like, you have to move out here because you're an international student and you have to be in the New York area. Just Really? The rule they so have. they made you go there. Oh, my yeah, God. Yet to be online just to yeah, go to school. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so how would they boy. know you're home? They, honestly, they wouldn't, but you have, to provide, <laughs> you, provide, you have to provide an address, I guess, oh. right? So, so, like, so, so you technically, technically could have came back. Yeah. And, and finesse the system by just giving them an address, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure you could have. Like, that's that's 100% yeah. possible. There's people, there's people that were in my program that are out of state, which is fine because they live in the States. So yeah. They're, like, in they're other parts of the States, which is fine. Okay. Um, but, no, I was I was there just, uh, you know, yeah. in, the, in the trenches in New York. Yeah, like, yeah. It was, uh, it was in, like, cooking, doing laundry, doing, mm. like, groceries and, like, that day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Like, it takes up a lot of your time. I feel like that, that learning curve was, like, yeah. it was another but aspect. Good, good experience, though, because you got to live in, like, you know, a bigger city and... Uh, but still, Long Island oh, was yeah, smaller, Long Island, but, like, yeah. But, like, your Manhattan's 45 yeah. minutes away, Luckily, right? yeah, like, I have friends that live in the city, so I would, like... They were very long welcoming, so I could yeah. go see them. Like they, they told me to come every weekend, pretty yeah. much. If I, if I was we have a force. friend there too, Manvir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we try to stay away from him. Maybe one one uh, visit a year. He's a very dangerous guy. <laughs> <laughs> too much partying. Too much, <laughs> too much uh, time on hand. You know. <laughs> Have yeah. to throw that in there for sure. <laughs> to Manvir, con- shout out to Manvir. <laughs> context: He he is an investment banker. He is so an like. investment banker. <laughs> but he's a crazy investment banker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, thank. Thanks for you know talking to us about um, the program and uh, again I've never met anyone that's done this before so I was really intrigued um, and obviously we have uh, Harpreet over here who's he's still trying to do his shisha so that's okay uh, but yeah uh, thanks for coming on bro I really appreciate it I hope that someone can take something from this and and now know that this exists and uh, yeah, if you guys have any more questions, uh, DM uh, Sarthi Shah <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next episode.